Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Daewoo, your host, fellow cyclist, bike club founder, cycling coach, bike race junkie, just truly super passionate about cycling. My journey with cycling started 20 years ago when I opened a spin studio, started a women's race team, and founded a women's only cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. I'm super thrilled to reveal all aspects that make the world of cycling operate. I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode. All right, before we get started, make sure that you go to Secrets from the Saddle Podcast.ca and sign up for our newsletter. It's not really a newsletter, but it's an email notification that will let you know every time an episode is released. So that's weekly, but if you go to Secrets from the Saddle Podcast.ca, you will get an email notification so you don't have to always be checking the platforms. So make sure you do that and have an amazing day. Thank you. All right. I have got an amazing podcast interview for you lined up with the amazing Alana Jagger. And she is a content creator, a photographer, and an adventure cyclist. And I reached out to her and I said, hey, would you like to be on my podcast? And to talk about your adventures. Um, what it is to be a female content creator and that's um and just finding out more about what she does and what drives her to do that and so i hope you check out this podcast and enjoy this podcast and share this podcast plus you can also watch us on youtube so enjoy this episode everyone take care all right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Secrets from the Saddle, All Things Cycling Podcast with your host, Sylvie Dew. And I'm super excited to have this amazing woman, Alina uh, Jagger of the handle Clipped In and Clipped In and Free from Instagram on the podcast. She's an adventure cyclist, she's a photographer, and a YouTuber. So I am super excited. I've been watching her for a while. And uh, I'm really glad to have you on the podcast. Welcome. Hi, thank you for that sweet introduction. Yeah, I'm very happy that we're talking today and I can't wait to get started. All right. So we've got a lot of things we're going to be covering today. And um, and I have to say that uh, we're going to be talking about her YouTube, her uh, cycle, like her venture trips and being a content creator. So the first thing I always love to ask is how you got into cycling and how it kind of led you to be like, decide to go on all these cycling adventures. So uh, I got into cycling through a running injury. <laughs> I was actually a runner and uh, every sport I love I've it. ever done in my life, I have been doing I've been developing an obsession with this sport. So I was so much into running and I ran and I ran so much so fast that I got an injury in my tendons. I was like, oh no, 
I have to stop running, but I still want my dose of sport. So I needed to find something that's easier for my tendons, but that I could still do lots of. So I got into cycling that way. And uh, since then, I was just addicted to it from like the first second, like a sense of freedom that you can feel when you're on your bike. Mm. The speed and like the confidence that I have as soon as I'm with my kid. I love it so, so much. So yeah, um, I've done my first adventure when I was still riding enduro. So I actually started with enduro and I crossed the Alps. Oh my God, your first adventure? Yeah, my first adventure was like an <laughs> I love it. Uh, enduro bikepacking trip. It was super cool. And uh, I just loved that you focus on what's happening in the moment rather than mm-hmm. thinking about the daily life. Like um, when you're out there, all you worry about is where can I get food? Where can I get water? Where am I going to sleep in the night? And what beautiful views am I going to enjoy for today or for tomorrow? So yeah, this is the the most wonderful time when you want to be free and want to like calm your mind from the daily stress by picking adventures are what you want. So I love, I love that more people are getting into that. Like, it's just crazy. Like I find I'm starting to get into thinking about doing such adventures, but I want to go back to your running. Were you more into a competitive sport or was it more marathoning or ultras? And when did you, at what age did you make that trans, the, the transfer to cycling? So I was into running in 2016 and uh, I always just did the sport for myself. So I wasn't, I'm, I'm not a competitive person. Like um, I like to go further, farther, faster, but not in comparison with others, more like in comparison mm-hmm. with myself or I feel like, all right, now I want to run further or I want to ride further or I want to experience a different culture on my bike. I want to go somewhere where I haven't been before. So, um, yeah, that's where I'm coming from. And uh, I actually got back into running recently, and now I'm doing uh, a little bit of double training, but I'm really enjoying the journey, and I'm taking it slow so I won't get another injury again. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. Yes, we definitely don't want to go back to those running injuries. Was that a long time ago? Like, how old were you when you, when you made the trans? the the change um, let me calculate 21 <laughs> You're tw- so yeah, in 2016 I was 21 <laughs> oh my god so I was um, like oh you guys are so young and you're living so much and doing so many great things <laughs> thank you yeah I'm very very grateful for the opportunities that I have through my job that I can spend mm-hmm. all this time on my bike and like go on adventures and uh, partly make a living from that, from talking about uh, all those, yeah, wonderful trips that I can do. <laughs> so let's go right into that. And because a lot of us, I don't know, I find YouTubers uh, interesting, um, but let's talk about your job and how you have worked it so that you can do a lot of these adventures. like. Did you become a content creator out of necessity to be able to have more freedom? How did um, 
<clears throat> I've always been into writing and photography and okay. um I loved reading books and I actually I started with a lifestyle Instagram account but after a while I just got a little bit bored I wanted I wanted to connect deeper with a community that cared less about how I look or um what things I have and I I wanted to talk about something that other people are passionate about and meet others that are um addicted to cycling as well like to have an exchange because the area where I grew up in uh, western Germany so I was born in Germany around uh, Koblenz it's like right in between Cologne and Frankfurt um there weren't many other cyclists especially female mm. cyclists and then finding female cyclists my age has been so hard so I just really wanted to mm. find people who were like me I felt I felt lonely I was like am I the only person doing that <laughs> amongst all the guys or just the only person <laughs> yeah. I know like, there must be other people who love the same things that I love and uh, I wanted to find them and talk about cycling and this is when I started my account clipped in and free and uh, time investment like um it is a lot. I know there's a lot of prejudice about content creators that we don't actually work, that we just post for two months a day and then we make a living off that. I have to disappoint you. Okay, let's tell us all about it. Lay it out for us, Alina, because right. I think people need to hear this. <laughs> yeah. So um, starting in 2017, I invested in between three to four hours per day from Monday to Sunday and this is what I'm basically still doing now now it's even more work because I I have a bigger audience I get mo I get more messages I I have more emails going I have I need to create more I have more platforms Instagram has uh launched new features and I and you want to be out there <laughs> you want to be oh creating God. everything that you can so yeah it's only become more and more uh so yeah I would say if you got that time, give it a try and keep on going. This is that one thing that really you have to be aware of is that you won't have holidays. Like you have to be, you have to love it because you have to keep on doing it every single day of your life from the day you start. Of your life? Uh, <laughs> Technically, yes. Oh my <laughs> God. a little bit dramatic, but it is, it, it requires a lot of dedication and yeah, if you don't if you don't like it or if, if you don't love it, don't do it because um your people will know if you're actually passionate about what you're doing or not. And yeah, if you have to invest that much time, you should better be enjoying what you invest your time in. <laughs> I think I struggle with that all the time. I mean be so I wanted to just tell us more about that because um, I think that a lot of people have the misconception, like you're saying, that you just post and pray, or you post a couple times. And um, but what's the pressures like of being having to stay up on all the new, like you said, the features, um, making sure that you're posting on a regular basis? Like, how much time do you spend creating? over posting I guess because you create so, and then you schedule posts is that what you yeah exactly so um 
I would say as I was like my profession is actually a I'm a photographer and this is how I started this is how I got into creating of the images and uh, I would say now after developing all my skills that I need I invest about 20 minutes per photo so if I post a if I post a carousal that's 10 photos and um, if the light on the photos is similar the editing is possible to do it a little bit faster but if it's different light it's 20 minutes per photo this is just the editing and um, it's actually hard to say how much time I do actually invest in what to what to like count as working hours because if I'm out on an adventure let's say I travel from Girona to Berlin which is mm -hmm. a bikepacking adventure that I've recently done um, I was out in the bike riding between four and eight hours per day and in between, um, we stopped and took photos and I uploaded my story. So it's hard to say, do the full eight hours count? Or is it just like the time where you're stuck for the photos, but also you have to get to the photo spots. So that's how you want to finish your ride. Say. You're like, yeah. <laughs> so I would say if I had to break it down into hours, it's, a very normal a very average job just that my tasks they can start at six in the morning and end at 12 in the night if i choose so so it's just mm -hmm. more spread throughout the day and uh, yeah i get to ride my bike a lot <laughs> well it's, so yeah i love that you've yeah meshed the two because that is true like as you're saying the passion part I guess you can, people can really tell if you're, you're in it or you're not. Cause it's, yeah. it's, I find it really challenging because um, I'm a little older than you, but <laughs> I'm, but it's, it's like one of those things, like, do you want to be on social media or would you rather be doing something else and not take, you know, like taking the pictures and the videos and just doing it, do you know, like yeah. just just doing your, like, say, just doing your ride and enjoying the moment and without documenting everything. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know exactly. What do you ever mean, get those um, feelings? Like, you just, I just want to ride instead of like topping, but that's really gorgeous. I should take a photo. Be like, you know? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, um, on one hand, I got to say, I really, don't want to complain about my job because I love what I'm doing so so much but it's not complaining yes. it's it's just like yeah. being in the moment not having to uh, interrupt it you know yeah. by yeah. pulling out your photo like your camera and like yeah I'd love to sometimes not take photos and this is what I do when I'm at home I'm just going on a local loop and I won't take my camera sometimes I even forget my phone just because I don't think about it and those are very often the most beautiful rides because I'm just really focused on riding mm -hmm. uh, which I also am in between taking the photos like I do love riding and I do enjoy the moment and cycling helps, helps us that we are in the presence um, but yeah sometimes it's hard if I especially if I'm if I'm on a hard ride like I've been I've, I did a race in the desert and it was super hard we had the average temperature was 45 degrees and I was <gasps> running through sand 
and walking my bike through sand and the sun was shining the whole day and it was so hard like they had navigation stages and you had to find your way out of the desert out of the dunes and I was trying to balance that huge effort with still being able to create content and I I'll be honest I cried a lot during that race I was so miserable I was so out of energy I was so psyched I was I was getting traumatized and I was still out there trying to create content around it so I was yeah getting my camera like crying into the camera talking what I was going through <laughs> so it's not always it's not always nice to create content in every moment but also I feel like yeah okay I was crying I'm just going to be real and I'm going to be crying in front of the cam and uh, show everybody what it means to take part of that race and uh, not sugarcoat anything but yeah it, it would have been easier if I had some video team with me who would <laughs> just film me doing that race <laughs> but also can you imagine racing with like a video team around you like <laughs> yeah seriously <laughs> yeah or sometimes I just want to have a deep conversation with my friend on a bike packing trip and uh, really connect with them without having to film bits and pieces so yeah it's uh it's all about finding balance and sometimes um I don't film really beautiful things because I'm just in the moment I'm like oh wow mm -hmm. I want to I want to enjoy this and then after I'm like oh damn it that yeah. was so wonderful I wish I could share that moment with the world but I didn't but it's just <laughs> so mine and that's okay memories. yeah that's right yeah I've I had a moment like that when I um I did a really big a gravel race in uh, yeah. the unbound unbound gravel I don't know. it oh, was 36 wow. hours of riding really rocky it's not oh, as wow. rocky as you thought. Like I, I went in there with a lot of like, oh my God, there's going to be super sharp rocks and it's going to be like, but it was all types of gravel. But the thing yeah. is like, I wanted to do some documenting, but it's a race, right? So it's timed. And I found the, the couple times that I pulled out my phone, I was passed by women. And because in the, yeah, un yeah. I, like, there's only so many women to pass. And I'm like, okay, forget this. I can't like be taking photos all the time and trying to focus on racing and, uh, you know, putting myself into unsafe, you know, compromising times, yeah, you know, yeah. like whether I'm going down a hill or I'm trying to take something going up a hill and I'm just like, oh, forget it. So I just took. Yeah. Or you'd be like, I want to film that trail. This is so technical. I want to show the world yeah. what I'm doing here and how hard this race is. You'd be like. It's so technical. I can't do it with one hand. Only. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, okay, it's just another rocky trail, just like the other one, you know. Like, and so yeah. I got very few, but I was just like, screw it. I've just got to finish this. Like, keep cycling. You know, to yeah, stopping, yeah. going, stopping, going. Like, you know. So <laughs> I took some pivotal pictures, but you know, you always wish you could do more. But I'm like, no, yeah. I just got to I just got to get on with this <laughs> at the end of the yeah. day. I'm like, I have to finish this. But um, so when you're taking your like you're doing your content. Do, OK, I'm always wondering, does everybody have um, what do you use? Do you use just like an Apple phone? Do you have like a specific camera for content? Do you have a drone? Because like there's some crazy cameras. 
<laughs> I, I, I can actually show you. Yeah, okay, let's just see. All right, everybody, if you're watching, if you're listening to this, maybe you might want to flip over to YouTube. The link is in the descriptions so you can see us. I did notice, Alina, that um, I think it's one of your one of your last photos that you had something mounted on your handlebars. Yes, yes. So um, I have an action comb. This is the. Uh, oh, it's DJI. like a GoPro. Exactly. This is the DJI Osmo Action Four. So this is the one <clears throat> that I use if it's really rocky and I need steady shots, or if I'm descending. So okay, so it doesn't that. rock like it's very exactly. It's very okay. stable. Okay. Um, but I like I love this cam, but the thing about action cams is they're not as cinematic as like other cams are. So I feel like I also want some beautiful cinematic shots, like beautiful landscape and like with a nice color grading <laughs> to make it really aesthetic. I, I'm a I'm a sucker for aesthetic. So that's why you edit so oh okay you bring an actual camera is that a canon it is a little sony this is the oh, little sony. one they also launched like a model after that so this is what i use for like more cinematic footage um it's super tiny so i can actually fit it uh, in my jersey pocket that's cute which is i know and it's and, and the good thing about it is if you're on the bike you really want something that is easy to use and that you can use within five seconds. Stop. Yeah. So if I open the screen, it automatically uh -huh. turns on and then I just have to press one button and ah. start the video. Um, it's really handy, but uh, yeah, it's not very stable, which is. Uh, so that's more for yeah. still shots. Like if you're stopping or like you're taking side shots, if you're like. <laughs> exactly. Or if I know. It's going to be on tarmac or like smooth right. gravel. That's not very shaky. And uh, I, I know it's just usually... like, it's like, how do you yeah. get those perfect shots? Like people always like, cause I've always like, hey, everybody take photo. <laughs> like Sylvie's always like in the front, take up pictures of everybody. I know. And like, sometimes you have the worst footage and you'd be like, Oh my God, what did I do? You have like a <laughs> double chin jiggling around on the camera screen or like, <laughs> like Oh wow. I've recorded the most pretty footage. Again. Yeah. <laughs> it goes in there. <laughs> yeah. So this is real. This is real. This can't this always real. be like staged. <laughs> yeah. You'd be like, the screen is so small when you record a video or something or like a story with your phone. And then like after recording the video, we're like when you're stopping at the cafe, if you want to upload something or when you review the photos for YouTube, you'd be like, is this not in my face? Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> That's what cycling is. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So I, I also carry a Fuji camera. Oh my gosh, so that's a little bit bigger. Yes, this is a little bit bigger. It's also like, if you weight all the camera equipment that I take, I'm sure it's like two kg of extra stuff that you gotta bring. You bring <laughs> so those is... on all of your backpack, like bike packing trips, or do you pick and choose? Yeah, mostly. So oh, um, I, I carry everything. This is something 
I want to show you. This is something that I can wear on my back while I'm oh, okay. So it actually doesn't bother me. Like, um, all right. I can just easily clip it in here. Oh, and then, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I see. On my back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just like, oh my God, fall on your back. <laughs> exactly. This one goes to the jersey pocket and this one goes somewhere on the bike where I can reach it. So yeah, I'm always carrying three cameras extra. Makes you slower and also the recording. As you said, you're unbound. It takes extra time. You won't be yeah. able to win a race if you want a killer YouTube video about it. Yes, exactly. It's like <laughs> at least I'm not. <laughs> it's like I just want to finish, but like it takes forever. And like these people are keep passing me, and I'm like, okay, screw this. Like I need, especially women, because well, I'm in a race, so like there's only so many women. So I'm like, okay, that makes four. I think I'm going to stop taking photos because like, every time I do, some woman passes me. But uh, yeah, I'm like, ah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so tell us more about like your adventures and how you decided to like, like you said, the first one you did was, which one was the first? You said the first one was like this long ride. Like you just... I did a travel from Girona to Berlin. Yeah, I saw that one. That one's recent, wasn't it? Yes, yes. It was, uh, I think, one and a half months ago. And how long did it <laughs> and, take you? Uh, I think I actually did it a bit too ambitious. I would have enjoyed the travel more if I would have given myself more time. <laughs> yeah. But as you do... Um, I only had 15 days to accomplish um, the full route and also I wanted to take the scenic route like I wanted to there were some beautiful sites that were not exactly on the way but like kind of close yeah <laughs> so I added the small one too I've never been to the Czech Republic in Prague so I added also um, Prague along the way I like did a little turn and <laughs> did you do that by yourself uh no I was joined by a photographer okay yeah which made it super easy to like communicate the trip um we've done 155 kilometer per day on average mm. was 1700 meters of elevation uh as we crossed the Pyrenees and the Alps <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that was good fun like at some point you just you just get into the routine of like packing your bags in the morning, riding, mm -hmm. stopping for food. You go back to the basics, like all you care about is just getting fuel for your body and like enjoying the views. It's, it's, it's very wonderful. Like traveling for such long distances really makes you connect with yourself. Oh, definitely. So, but I find like, so when you say you're like, you don't, do you necessarily travel with your food already or do you purchase along the way? Cause like biking in North America and Europe's a bit different because there's more villages that are closer together. Like when I, when I biked in uh, France and Switzerland over like, say where I am, like you could go for miles and miles and miles and not see anything like anywhere yeah. to stop for water or you know to get something to eat so is yeah, it so is there always like lots of like you know that along the way there's lots of places where you can stop to get food so 
it totally depends on the route that you do. Like at times there won't be places where you can stop. Like uh, if you're in the mountains or especially mm-hmm. if you're on gravel, you won't find places to stop That's and right. stock on food. So uh, usually where I travel, there's always something around or at some point you will be in civilization and you will be in a little village and there'll be a little shop or like a gasoline station where you can stock up on food. Mm-hmm. So what I usually do is I always carry one meal with me just in case, right. like a big yeah. meal that is actually quite, um, yeah, that's fueling, that's fueling me, you for a ride. Plus I always carry some emergency bars with me or like right. some uh, oat cookies. This is what I do mm-hmm. because um, I'm actually, I'm quite scared of like not having food and being like starving and not being able to continue the ride. So I always, I always carry some food. Um, but I stop at supermarkets quite frequently. So mm-hmm. I, um, this is a cheap way on getting food. It's yeah. a fast way on getting food and the variety of food in supermarkets. is just amazing. Like you can yeah, yeah. anything you want and you're exposed. Supermarkets are great. So yeah, this is what I do. I mostly carry oat cookies. I carry maybe some some sweet chocolate something some dried fruits as this give you a lot of calories and mm-hmm. good calories and i always uh get a smoothie or some fruit because i feel like um you want to give your body something that is good for it so you, you can accomplish the big goals that you want to accomplish <laughs> i'm the same way i always bring extra extra you know just in yes. case <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you're on your big adventures, like say that one, the one to Berlin or from Berlin, do you still work at the same time? Or is is this like a kind of like your own time to create? Yes, I still work at the same time, which at times uh, can make it very stressful. So uh I recently actually got some support. I have a manager now. So when I'm, whenever I'm <laughs> on travels, I have her taking care of my emails and like my, uh, the, yeah, the conversation with my sponsors. And this helps a lot because <laughs> mm. you're out on your bike for eight hours, you're just, oh, you've like the last thing you want to do is like, <laughs> <laughs> emails in the evening. <laughs> you're like, yes, no. I'll talk to you tomorrow yeah. out of office yeah. bye I'm gone <laughs> <laughs> exactly so I um I have her supporting me but what I still do is like checking out the footage so I'm actually going to be in bed like having my SD card connected to my phone trying to see okay how's the footage of the day is there anything I can post uh is this something that I haven't shared in my stories um so yeah, this is something that I they always do throughout the day. So there will be, let's say, one and a half to two hours of working per day on top to the adventure. But it's okay. I mean, I have the most beautiful office and I really don't want to complain. I'm going to be out there in the Alps or in the Pyrenees or in Morocco, yeah. wherever I'm going to be riding and be like, okay, time in the office part one and then yeah. time in the office part two. <laughs> now is it mostly working for yourself or do you work do do people hire you so I mostly work for myself 
Okay. But so. I also get hired as a photographer. So Oh, that's um, right. You're photographing. Yeah. Photographing. As a photographer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, actually, uh, for the next year, I've joined uh, Gravel Team as a <gasps> photographer <gasps> slash art director. I'm going to be helping them with their social strategy, which is a really exciting change. <laughs> that will be super. What team is that? Can you tell? Can you say? I'm not yet not sure but i'll tell you <laughs> okay all right who is it's, it uh, the team is called groove gravel it's a french groove uh, gravel, gravel team exactly ah. uh, we don't have the socials going yet but soon <laughs> because you're gonna be, gonna be on be it awesome I'll be on the team no. um, i'll be i'll be uh taking photos and like doing a little bit of art direction or like social media strategy so I'm really excited for a little change for for a new challenge, but yeah, I I still want to be doing all my adventures and uh, doing my social media, my YouTube, my Instagram. But uh, for the next year, I feel like uh, I need something that has the ability to create a secure income because the cycling industry, unfortunately, is going through a little crisis of this year. Yeah, let's talk about that, because um, I love that. Um, well, yeah, I'd like to hear about that because like. Obviously, um, I don't know, what do I want to say? Like, just watching from outside in, because, I mean, I'm 50. And when I was your age, like, all of this did not exist, right? Um, and it's just interesting navigating it myself but also seeing a lot of these content creators um, youtubers strive and thrive as building it as a business but like you said you're you're finding that you need to find something that's more secure for yourself so that you could keep doing what you do um and that's yeah, so and that's caused you to 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 kind of look for um uh like a job like not a job but like a place where you can create more and have as like a solid income um so i feel like that the cycling industry at times uh <clears throat> doesn't actually see the job as a content creator as a mm. proper job uh, right. unlike other industries so um it's a it's a shame and i hope that will change in the future but this is why i am uh, taking over a different profession in the future and like try to diversify what i'm doing uh, right. i'm going into running so yeah it's not um it's not that the cycling industry that they that they don't want to pay their people fair or that they uh, don't see the value in us. I just think that um, they focus on different strategies in marketing. Hmm. That's true because I I wonder yeah I mean I've seen the the industry shift for sure yeah and um, so, you would think that that would be that it wouldn't be like that because you see a lot of content. Well, maybe you don't see a lot of content creation around like certain brands. Like you just sort of see photos and like it's not really something that's, I don't know, so appealing. Do you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, 
yeah um, over just like the straight up ad for this bike or this bike and just like okay that looks cool you gotta do your research and, and decide which one you really align with but uh yeah I think there's definitely a lot of the content creation cycling is uh underestimated um mm -hmm. yeah also like you can see in cycling it's also a very male dominated sport so I feel like content creators um to be a content creator is also I would say a female dominated area so there might be yeah. there might be a relation to that that most of the content creators are females and the cycling industry is very male dominated so yeah this <laughs> is we need actually, to make that I shift tell you. yeah i hope so i want more women on bikes so every time so don't you have that if you when you're riding when you're out on your bike and you see another woman you'd be like oh <laughs> and i see well, so many women being so happy to see another woman like i love those moments it's just awesome do you see more women on bikes now that covid has kind of yes gotten yes, yeah. it's like 100 percent more you're like where did everybody come from you know yes <laughs> it's it was... so lovely I wish back in the days when I was uh starting my Instagram to see other people who are like me and like to connect with other women I would have known that everything changes that now I'm gonna be out riding with women every single day like I would have been so happy to like get a little look into that future <laughs> yeah Oh, I know that uh, I've had a women's cycling club for 15 years. Oh, so, amazing. Yeah. So you must and have it, seen a lot of change in that. Yeah. Well, it's because it's um it's membership-based. So it's like it fluctuates every year for the amount of women that come and go or stay. Um, but yeah, 15 years is a long time. I had a women's master's team as well that I managed. And I that's how I got into racing. Um and uh it's nice like honestly through covid we saw like 100 percent more women out like i was yeah. saying like where did everybody come from you know and you're just like look at all these women who like really need cycling skills because you know <laughs> like, as a cycling coach and like having a club it's just like you know we you know we work a lot on that and safety and group riding and stuff and then you see like all these people out you're like oh my god yeah <laughs> you know, who are they riding with and but uh yeah it's been amazing seeing that shift in the industry for women and I do agree with you um about the male dominating like I don't know if some of these guys ask women for feedback on some of their products like I just bought this really good sometimes <laughs> yeah I know really eh? like you can ask me I just was really <laughs> really gorgeous lead out bike bag like under tube mm -hmm. and I'm like oh my god I'm so excited I came down it didn't even fit in my frame I was like no. <laughs> oh my god like I was just like what I'm like look how gorgeous this is this is gonna change my backpacking game and I was like it's like an inch too short I was like I really maybe should have looked at the specs but I'm like <laughs> what was I thinking? I don't know. I was like, now I can't use it. I have to send it back. I was like, so disappointed, like so disappointed, but yeah. I know. Yeah. And so it's just like, Oh, why don't they have two sizes? Like bigger bikes and smaller bikes, you know, <laughs> like, 
yeah, women's yeah, size bikes, men's yeah. size bikes, because it's clearly. Anyways, yeah. I was so are... bombed. Yeah. <laughs> so um, maybe as a as a tip for your next bag purchase. Yes, thank you. Oh, give <laughs> us some tips. Smallest, get the smallest one that they have. So usually, I'm I don't know how tall you are. I'm one uh sixty seven centimeters. What's I'm five That's seven, insane. so I'm not sure. <laughs> Anyways, I'm so bad at math. Yeah, I know. Anyways, <laughs> metric. So I'm very is... small. I ride a very small frame size, like size 40, 48, 49. Okay, like I'm the same. One at times. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. So what fits for me is a three liter frame bag. This one works, um, but I still, I I try to fit all my things in my saddle bag always. So and I have my front bag with the food and the lights and like all the cables that I need during the ride uh, or like the spares. So I try not yeah. to actually be in the need for a frame bag because I feel like my legs are touching it when I pedal. <laughs> well, I, cause like when I did my long race, like it was 36 hours. So I needed, and you I brought it because it. just for more water. Yeah. 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 It was more for water, um, actually, but, and I did watch your video on your YouTube channel with all your bike bags and I have very similar like I have the front the the side pouch at the handlebars and that's where I put my um the snack pack <laughs> my snack pack or my power charger for everything um yeah. and then I had my bat I had a top tube but I was like yeah I'm not quite sure if I like the top tube one but I wanted one underneath like and see what that was like and then I have my my the bag underneath my my saddle yeah, so yeah. I wanted to get my bag off my back on more onto yeah, the yeah. frame um so I was like super excited about this I'm like yeah this is where I could put all my food and all my other stuff and then I was like I have to send it back now anybody anybody want a Alito <laughs> bag super, I got Black Friday special <laughs> but um oh, yeah so <laughs> I know. I was like, Jesus. Um, so now I'm going to go find something else. Um, so give us, what do you, what is your like next plans for, like, I know that you're, you're, you said that you're joining that gravel team to do their content creation. That's super cool. So like yourself, like next, do you plan ahead three years, like what you're doing or? Well, I, I usually <laughs> don't plan ahead too much, but uh <clears throat> very often my trips just pop up or um, I'm being invited to a cycling event and I'm like well actually if I'm going there anyways maybe I can do an adventure after and then I ah. find somebody who wants to join me <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of my trips are actually quite spontaneous so I'm like I don't know I see I see a photo on Instagram and I'm like where is this taken this landscape looks incredible and then I'm like I want to go there and then I see myself planning a route and come oh, on like cool. okay I'm gonna go there at some point <laughs> and uh, my next adventure is gonna be in Africa uh, <gasps> with my best friend Virginia Cancelleri uh, wow she's an Italian girl she does ultra endurance cycling and uh, all things fun surfing skating yoga <laughs> she does everything <laughs> and uh, we're gonna go to morocco um <clears throat> we're booked for shooting as models i can't tell you guys the brand now oh but that's after... super cool <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, but after we were doing a, a bike picking trip and for a couple of days. So this is one thing. And I've actually, I'm really proud of myself. I've planned ahead for next year. <laughs> I have made a plan for February, <laughs> two months in advance, two and a half months, because I'm going to Asia. <gasps> um, Where? Very first time. Uh, most likely it's gonna be Thailand. Uh, <gasps> in the north of Thailand is the area that is supposedly the most beautiful for cycling. It's called Chiang Mai, and this is oh, where yeah. the mountains are. So around this area, I'm gonna be bikepicking for at least two weeks and uh, with a couple of friends. And if I still have uh, some money left and time. <laughs> I'll be going I love that, yeah. around Asia. <laughs> nice. You should yeah. go down like I've been to Asia. I've been to uh, Thailand, uh -huh. but not north. I went over to the islands like Koh Samui, mm -hmm. Koh Tao, Koh Phangan. Like there's scuba diving. One of them is scuba oh, wow. diving island. Yeah. I mean, that, that was 25 years ago. So it's like about <laughs> that was like that long ago. Um, and I've, I've looked at on socials to see what they look like now, because before it was just like straw hut, you know, like bamboo mm -hmm. huts and stuff like that. And now it's like full on resorts. You're like, Oh, wow. Oh, wow. It yeah. <laughs> it used to be like, so, you know, little cabins and you just dive off the, the beach and things like that. Now it's like all built up. So it's kind of weird to see. But uh, yeah, I had a little bit of an adventure there. I slept on the beaches and I was waitressing because I was, <laughs> my boyfriend at the time went over to Vietnam. I couldn't, I didn't have enough money to go. So I stayed in for two, for a month and I just waitressed and scuba, it was a scuba dive assistant and I lived yeah. in a tent <laughs> on the beach. <laughs> I was just like, oh, I, I remember like, just eating what you do. <laughs> that's what I was doing I was just like just hanging out <laughs> waiting <laughs> and then I was like oh my god I can't wait to leave yeah oh oh really you wanted to leave <laughs> well after a month of doing that you're kind of like yeah. you know okay, and you're yeah it was kind of the end of my trip and I've been gone for like six months mm -hmm. and uh we are due to meet in Malaysia like uh near um uh Kuala Lumpur and then fly out from Singapore so it's just like oh, wow. and that back then it's just like by notes right like okay this date you be there at this place and I will meet you and that's all we had to go by like it's just like okay so so I know seriously and then you just you show up like either or like I was early I'm like okay like a day early right you're just like okay at some point in time he's going to show up because we have to fly <laughs> out in like three days and we have you know like this, yeah it's, it's so different now like the communication is like just like send letters to these random post offices and postcards and oh my god yeah surprise it's I did nice yeah so safe nowadays with all the with all the devices like if anything happens you can just be like all right i'll check out a hotel online or i check out a train connection uh or i call my friend <laughs> or yeah. i ask 
somebody on Instagram if somebody's around and can help us like <laughs> seriously so possibilities nowadays like I, I I love I love this time like the research that we can do like back in the day that, maybe you went that somewhere is nice somebody told you it's nice and now you're just seeing a random photo on Pinterest or on Instagram or <clears throat> you follow a content creator on YouTube and see a nice inspiring documentary and be like, yeah, I want to go there too. Like there's so much inspiration. Like I, I love it on one side, but I also hate it on the other side because I'm like, I want more. I want to see more. I want to be riding my bike in all these wonderful places. And <laughs> essentially you're just always going to be poor because you spend all your money. He's <laughs> like, how could you do this? That's what I was like. How could you do this and make money at the same time? <laughs> well, Either you have money or you don't. Yeah, well, <laughs> you're gonna be traveling, you're gonna be experiencing things, or you're gonna be uh, rich. You know. Yeah, I know. I, I think we all go through a little it. bit of time like that. It's like mm-hmm. I got to travel for six months. It was only supposed to be two, ended up being four, and then I came back and I got a job, and that was <laughs> it. Damn, that it. was really it. Gotta do jobs. <laughs> but I did a lot of travel. I did yeah. Singapore, Malaysia, Thailand, Indonesia, Nepal, India. Wow. So I mean okay. I saw a lo- order on my list for Asia. <laughs> oh yeah, see? I'll give you my itinerary. <laughs> Please. <laughs> and then there's That's some so like cool. so I mean like you know, 25 years ago, India was not like how westernized as it is now. So it's, and and now I know friends from Instagram and Facebook who are in India. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's so it's kind of like, oh, well, if I travel back there, then I'd actually have friends to go mm-hmm. see. So now it's kind of cool. Um, but um, yeah, well, yeah. So where can people find you? I know, is it, is Instagram the only place on YouTube or are you other um, places? Yeah. So I'm mostly on Instagram and YouTube. My handle is clipped in and free. Um, maybe it's complicated to search for that, but maybe oh no, it'll be in the descriptions. <laughs> and uh, yeah, if you, if you like, you can follow on LinkedIn. I have a community of 800 people. <laughs> Not where you're focusing, I see. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sometimes posting something on TikTok, but um, yeah, I feel like this is not really my platform, but I would like to be on there and just every once in a while, there'll be something, but you got to pick and choose and YouTube or I'm going to be out riding my bike somewhere in the world. If you see me, say hi. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Oh my God. If you ever come over to Canada, coming out to find me. We'll go, I'll take you for an adventure. (laughs) We'll go find something cool to do. (laughs) I've heard about um, Canada and the amazing cycling infrastructure. Like there are supposedly so many bike paths. Like one day I'll come. (laughs) Well, it depends on where you are. Um, I'm in Montreal as Mm -hmm. I found out this year as we went backpacking uh, like a overnighter from ottawa over to montreal and just like getting through the city was amazing i was surprised because i used to live there of Mm -hmm. how many bike trails there are like on main roads like 
through the city. It's and it was, I'm I was just like, oh my god, I'm blown away. I can't believe it. Ottawa, awesome. mm, yeah. <laughs> I love so to much. see how that changes and how like more and more people get on the bikes. How we change the infrastructure, the urban mobility, like um, bikes do so much good for you. <laughs> I know. So, uh, so much love to everybody who. It's a cyclist who does anything bike related. Thank you. <laughs> well, I really appreciate having you on the podcast. And I know when I was posting it, people are like, oh my God, that's so exciting. I'm like, oh my God. I feel like messaging back. I can't believe it. Oh my God. So um, I'm excited to have you here. And I would love to have you back like sometime next year. Um you know, Let's do it. just share what's been going on. Like, cause I said, you said February, this February, you're going to yes. Thailand. Yeah. So yes. somewhere <laughs> next uh, in the next six months, we'll have you back and, uh, and we'll be seeing more content from you. So I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Elena, for being on the podcast. Oh, it was very lovely to be chatting with you and uh, to be inspired by your past travels. So I'm definitely going to yeah. wait for your travel itinerary. And oh. uh, <laughs> it was an absolute pleasure to be here and like to be chatting. Thanks for, thanks for having me. Let's do it again. <laughs> thanks. All right. That was absolutely amazing talking to Lana. Um, and it was really cool getting to like really talk about the process of her business because don't you ever wonder what it's like to be a content creator plus being super engaged in your sport like you know if you follow a lot of um people who are into cycling or anything else and you like you see all this content and you're like what do they do for a living and how do they keep going? That's what my question is, right? Um, so what do you think? What did you think? How did you like that episode? Um, and uh, don't forget to follow her on Instagram at Clifton and Free and her YouTube channel. Um, and also the podcast. You can follow me here on Instagram. You can follow the podcast, Secrets from the Saddle podcast. And... Follow us on YouTube. Thanks a lot, everybody, and have an amazing day. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast, learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment telling me what you think and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.